Poop City isn't a place. It's the mediocrity of the American experience. From the perspective of two leftists reading the news, my name is Stephen. And my name is Charles. And our show is called Escape from Poop City. Let's talk about the escapes. Okay, well, if things get too heavy or we get too angry, we can trigger an escape. Which prompts a thought experiment. Like, what is the most Gwyneth Paltrow thing about you? And the most you thing about Gwyneth Paltrow? Or decide on the Mortal Kombat finishing moves of the characters from Shrek. Find us on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your pods. You know you want to. Who's holding you back? Do it. Do it. Do it. Alice's preschool? Mm-hmm. Oh my god. No, yeah. she's not allowed to be in school yet. She was in school no. last year. She went to pre K three. And she loved it. And now she's going to pre K four. That's how old she is. And that's how time works. Makes sense. Is that how time works? Sometimes. It depends on how close I... you are to a black hole. Mm, true. And how fast how fast <laughs> you're traveling in, in space and... mm-hmm. it depends on a lot of factors welcome to brose my name is tim hansen Joining me as they always do are my bros from Belmar, New Jersey, Mr. Rich Sweeten. Hi, everyone. From Haddon Heights, New Jersey, Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hey, everybody. And as our regular listener, listeners know, uh, we normally have a fourth bro, but somebody has to be moving today. No. So, uh, Down the street. <laughs> aren't we fancy? We move. Moving into a nice <laughs> house with a big yard and a big deck and a pool mm. and all that cool stuff. And, a, and um, a, new, a new studio space. All that jazz. Um, so yeah, Matt Casnell will not be joining us this evening, but we miss him and he will be here in spirit making fun of me for God knows what uh, mm-hmm. and all that. But uh, how you guys doing? You know, sick. <laughs> all right. Not too bad. Cool, it's cool, Friday. Cool. So. Oh, yeah. End of the week. Crushed it. Thank had God. a great. Um, yeah, I'm glad it was over. But we're here Same. now. We're doing it. We're living the we're dream. We're doing it. We're living the dream. <laughs> the dream of getting drunk on a Friday night. Or at least drinking drunk things. Yes. Um, so for those of you who have not joined us before, the premise of our show is we will sit around and ponder life's questions. Uh, for f- a few years, we answered questions from you, the general public, being sent in to brosequestions at gmail.com. Um, we would love to answer more questions if you would send them in. But uh, the, pre- the as I said, the premise, because I already got sidetracked because I'm new at this, uh, is that we sit here, answer questions, and uh, while we sip on some sweet, sweet libations, typically wine, Long-time rosés, and now we've kind of branched out because we've had too many of the same rosés. So, uh, Rich, why don't you start us off? What are you drinking? I am drinking... Um, this week's going to kind of be the similarity of a Casnell winemaker blend. Uh, I'm just trying to get rid of any and all uh, wine that I have in my house. Uh, right now is the last of the little itty-bitty bottles of Sutter Home that I had a mm. couple of sessions ago. This is the last bottle, and... I was drinking one of those for three episodes, and this is great on an audio medium. It really only took up 
what this much of the glass. <laughs> so that's how little I drank when I first started drinking again after getting the Beatus. For those who can't see, that's like half a tumbler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Sean, what you got today? Did, Richie, did you say half a penis? So <laughs> got got the Beatus. Come on. Now. Oh, got the Beatus. I thought you said when I got the penis. I was like, all right, I've got it. <laughs> Get it, man. So I'm drinking nine lives, spelled like German no. Uh, and there's a little picture of a cat putting a fork into a electric socket. <laughs> you don't do that, cat. Love that. Uh, don't do that. And well, it you is. Do yeah, I don't know why he do that, but I got it because of that. And uh, it is a. It is not my favorite Riesling, but I think it would be the one that, like, you would give to somebody who doesn't like wine. You're like, this is just, like, juice. Just drink this. You know what I mean? It's good. It's very, very good, and I will happily drink the whole bottle, but it's not um, – it's nothing It's nothing fancy. It's just a nice, mm-hmm. very, very sweet Riesling. So. Nice. <laughs> very wet. Cool. Uh, this <laughs> evening, I am drinking one of the random bottles that I – legitimately have no idea where it came from or how long we've had it. It may have been in our Malvern apartment before we moved to North Carolina and we just still have it. Um, but it's per- Perano Estate Vineyards. It's called Six Clones Merlot. It's a 2014 from their Heritage Collection. Mm. Anytime something sounds fancy like that, it's like, this could taste like shit. I haven't actually tried it yet because I poured it <laughs> while we were starting out. <laughs> I almost bought a $50 rosé today. Wow. What was it? I don't know. But I was like, this would be funny. But then it was like $50. You know what I mean? I had like, I had the moment when I was like, I could spend $50. But then I was like, why would I spend $50? (laughs) It's $50 worth a bit. No, it's not. (laughs) It is not. That's way too expensive of a bit. I had a similar thought when I almost sent everybody that giant bottle that looks like a dick of wine. Of rosé. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Look, let me let me let me just throw this out there. If we start live streaming our podcast, and I pay for all the wine, that's a business expense for me. So that fifty dollars could be worth a bit. That's one hundred percent true. Uh, but I will go on record as saying I have never had. Uh, an expensive bottle of wine that was worth the price difference. Like I've never had an $80 bottle of wine that was $60 better than a $20 bottle of wine or 72, seven or $68 better than a $12 bottle of wine. I I've had a $200 bottle of Pinot Noir that was fucking amazing, but also I've had really good Pinot Noirs that were much less. Exactly. <laughs> like it yeah. was great, but like $200 great. Mm, this uh, I think you, diminishing returns. <laughs> this this itty bitty bottle of Southern Home that I bought four of for under twenty bucks. Some of the best wine I've ever had in my life. Dude, you got to use that mm-hmm. in your cooking, Rich. It's like perfect portion control for almost any recipe that needs white wine. Oh, you know that's a good idea. That's I what. We, I, that's I why we, me and Martha, have them. Like we don't even drink them. It's only for <laughs> cooking. Nice, makes sense. Nice. But uh, oh yeah, I tried the wine. It's actually it's pretty good. Nice. nice. I figure out where I got it because uh, this might be a regular uh, go-to. Hmm. All right. So, anybody got a burning question? Anybody want to start us off? Right on. Right in. You know what? Here's one. 
might be hard for some people to answer because of fear of potentially getting in trouble with your workplace. But, what is your workplace's biggest time waster? Have you noticed there's anything that is, like, the biggest time waster that wastes the most time? And it doesn't have to be, like, it, like legitimate, like, your productivity time. What is something that your job does that, like, you know what? It's a, it, a waste time. There's, there's no need to do this. And I'll set the stage. My company does two things that really makes no sense as to why we do this. Number one, we are getting constant weekly phishing tests to make sure that we catch a phishing email. At least once a week to once every two weeks, we get phishing tests. The thing is, everyone lets everyone else know that it's a phishing test. So there's no point to the phishing test. Mm-hmm. I will get an email from my boss saying, hey, there's a phishing test incoming. So what is the point? This is a waste of time. But also, these are obvious phishing tests. These are a waste mm-hmm. of time. We don't. I, I get more phishing tests than I do actual emails for my job. <laughs> the other one is, and this is probably a federal mandate as to why we have to do it, uh, we have to take a bunch of courses in compliance training which the course itself is about a half hour long, and then you have to take a test, and you have to get 10 questions right. Like if it's 10, you have to get 90%. So if it's 10 questions, you got to get at least nine right, uh, and so on and so forth with the numbering. Um, as far as I know, and I'm going to out myself on this, everyone in the company copies down the answers and doesn't actually do the reading, doesn't actually do the course. They will answer the questions to get the wrong answers, and copy the right answer when it gives you the right answer, and then retake the test to just do it all and get the right answer, to just get it out of the way. It might be a federal mandate or something, but it is the biggest waste of time, because I do not do anything over the phone. I do not do anything that I have to take these compliance tests for. It's a waste mm. of time. My job doesn't deal with the with what these compliance trainings are in regards to. Mm-hmm. Oh, that sounds like your uh, training. Whoever's responsible for training and all that jazz in your company is uh, dumb. Because, yeah, that, because that um that sucks. That's so yeah. I I don't have I don't have any time wasters at my new job only because I haven't been there that long. So like I don't mm-hmm. know all the processes. So I don't know what is pointless and what isn't yet. But at my old job, it was a ton of shit, and that. That I wasn't going to say that, but was a huge thing because I was my position was part of like uh, financial administration. So I would get mm-hmm. a bunch of like accounting compliance yeah. tests I had to take all the time that didn't have anything to do with what I yeah. like. And it would be like about rules uh, like it would it was just like everyone who is even tangentially related to finance in any way has to take every has to know like it was it would be like these what rules govern foreign jurisdictions banking wise and i'm like i will never need to know this ever yeah i'm like and you pay other people way more than me to know this stuff so why am i why are you testing me yeah it was it's like my me and my sister work for the same company she does qa testing all she does is goes through the loans and the steps that are in the loans in our system and just verify that they're done and they're done right and she has like 
a pre-made list of things that like she has to answer. It's a questionnaire that she has to answer for every loan she reviews. She doesn't know what she's really looking at. She doesn't know like what's going on in the loan. But her, similar to me, we have to take customer service compliance training. Uh, phone compliance training. Uh, identifying fraud compliance training. Uh, understanding the differences between different mortgages compliance training. It's like, but I'm not an underwriter. I'm not a closer. I don't do any of this work. Mm-hmm. It makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah, I got to skip most of those trainings in most of my jobs because I they didn't apply to me in the company that I worked at was actually pretty good about like, oh, we're not just going to blanket have everyone do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. I, I lucked out. The, the only time it, there was like a big one, and I'm assuming somebody got in trouble, uh, which caused this, is everyone, including machine operators and like people who deal with no one outside of their little bubble at that particular site had to do like um ah fuck what was it called um essentially trying to like good good business practices and compliance training of like have you done the the background investigation to make sure you're not like hiring a company that does child labor or something like that and it's like who fucked up? Uh-huh. <laughs> I've worked at this company for six years and I've never had to take this training before. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. My current company, I, th- I feel like the biggest um, time wasters are um, people trying to go around the chain of command for things. Um, and th- part of why that's the, like the biggest time waster is one almost every time the person will just send you back down the chain of command where you should have gone in the first time or whatever happens as a result of going around the chain of command is really fucking wrong and will now take twice as long to fix it instead of just doing it the right way the first time um which is almost always on the customer service end yeah i'm i'm 90% 90% sure that like you have to be a high school dropout to be on the customer service at my current company. Like it's, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Well, why am I doing that? I've already explained all of those things. Well, how do I do that? I've also explained that I've like, I don't do your job and I now know more of how to do your job yeah. and I'm a temp. Mm-hmm. So if I lay all of this out and answer all your questions in the first email, please don't waste the next three hours asking all the questions I've already answered. Mm. Yeah, that is that's the biggest problem. One of the other biggest problems with my company is uh, no one reads the full email. So I and I even had an issue today. Somebody sends me an email. Hey, we need to get this done. And I'm like, to verify, you're asking for this and not this. Right. Just because what they were asking for felt like something different. I'm like yeah, we we need we need that done because we got the docs and we need to uh, change this. So I'm like, uh, this this seems fishy. So I go to my manager. Can you look into this email? I I don't I don't think we should be doing what they're asking us. So they read just the most recent email and not the thread of two other emails. And uh, they're like, yeah, we uh, we can't do that until the 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 workout is done and blah blah blah. And then they're like, "Oh well, this happened. We are we actually it's it's just because it's not satisfactory though." 
Oh, I didn't see that part. Well, it was in the original email. Fuck If reading. you had seen the original mm-hmm. email, we would have skipped five emails. If you would have just read the entire thread. Mm-hmm. It's just... It's, people people are... The, the other time waster is another training compliance. And they're called attestations. I don't know if you guys have things like that. Oh, yeah, we have attestations. I, I much prefer attestations over trainings. Yeah. But it's Every still day. so it's it's basically uh, like um, uh, so just like they will policy write out yeah so for me like I'm not I'm just allowed saying, to, yeah I read the thing yeah basically yeah. like I I have to attest every quarter that I haven't made any trades that are outside of the policies of the company like if mm. I have if you have like investments you have to be like I didn't invest with anybody associated with the company or if I did. I told the company and everybody knows. But for mine, it's here's an attestation for this procedure. Here's an attestation for that procedure. And I get at least 10 a week, at least, that I have to go in and just click, yeah, I acknowledge it because it's nothing is, it's, I, I, I don't actually, it's not part of my job. Like, what this attestation is about has nothing to do with the work I do. So why am I saying, yeah, I understand this procedure when I'm not doing that procedure anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's mm. just... Thanks thanks for letting me complain about work for, like, 20 minutes, guys. Yeah. I appreciate it. No, it's good. I, You're so welcome. I, yeah, I don't... At my new job, I don't have anything that feels very time-wasty. At my last job, however, there was a shitload of stuff. But yeah. the, the, worst, the worst offender was we had... So there was a new filing for mutual funds, the most interesting thing in the world. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we, in order to, to file these things, to put them all together for our clients, the company put together a system. And the system was the fucking worst thing that I've ever, like, the, it, if it was used properly and could be upkept correctly, it would it would have streamlined everything but because everyone is everyone is dumb and lazy and don't and for good reason don't want to go above and beyond their job um like when the when the system first launched we had to so there's this one question in uh on that filing that deals with uh like custodians and i don't even really know what that means i assume it's people who have custody of money in other countries and you had to report all of them to the securities and exchange commission but the problem was it was supposed to just be you'd put in the first couple letters of the custodian and it would pop up with all the necessary information and that would have been so good but when the system first started everyone tried to put in information and it was all incomplete so you'd have the same company like you'd have like i don't know uh like uh credit swiss is a big bank and so you'd have 18 credit Swisses, all with different addresses and literally nothing to differentiate them. So you'd have to go through manually and click them, look at what the information was and click them again there. And so that was, that was terrible and wasted a lot of time, but the worst was it got so cluttered with entities that didn't need to exist that it would move very slowly. And there was one time when I was doing one of these filings, and the company 
uh, it was BlackRock, and they had like a hundred million custodians. It was not a hundred million; it was like four hundred. It was a fuck shitload, and they didn't make a way for you to just upload it to a spreadsheet and get and just like put it in there. So I had to do it by I had to do it individually, and I was like, this feels like it's taking a really long time. So I started timing them, and genuinely, it took me over, on average, if I found the thing immediately, the correct answer, it took me over three minutes per thing, Jeez. and there were four hundred of them. That's, <laughs> and I had to do it all insane. manually. It w- it, it took hours and hours. It was such a waste of my time. Genuinely, I was so mad. Any any system that doesn't accept CSV updates or uploads is just yeah. a shit system. Well, they did they <laughs> did it over. they did it for they did it for one thing because like the amount of entities was like in the was like in the seven to eight hundreds. Mm. But custodians in general, you're only dealing with like twelve. But in this for this specific client that I worked on, it was like a couple hundred. So it was just like, ra- but rather than solve it, because like for us, it was taking so long. They're like, it's not a big deal for everybody. So it's not a priority. It was so frustrating. That's so dumb. And it's it, such an easy fix because the it, code it, already yes. exists. It's literally just here. You need to make one more connection. Bam. Done. Mm-hmm. It was, it was so, it was maddening. Uh, and uh, I hated it. And I, uh, uh, I always got yelled at for not doing it on time because it took me so much, <laughs> so much like willpower to just get like once I got going, I was OK. But taking that first step when I know it's going to take me three to four hours and it doesn't need to. And it's mm-hmm. just clicking buttons. I, it was uh, it, it, yeah. it drove me absolutely bananas. My um, my first office job was in a law firm and we would prepare documents for complaint and things like that. Um, and I remember there were a handful of times where the, uh, the client line or like the, the party's line, which would just be a box and they would have the box only on one half of the page would take about three pages because at first it would be like the prior owner deceased. And so it would be the, the owner deceased. And so we are searching in, uh, under the estate of so-and-so, and then we would have to name everyone who's under the estate. And then some of the people would have AKAs or NKAs. So next to their name of under the estate of Joe Smith, also known as Joey Smith, now known as Jim Smith, like it would have to list each and every single one of them. And it would have to list that for each person. And so the P, the, like, just the, and then it would go like, uh, uh, we are representing the PNC bank under the assignment of mortgage with such and such bank under this and that. And that line would be even for, and like, this is such a waste, such a waste. When I'm signed to my mortgage documents, I'm having six different names. Cause when I see these, I don't want to do them. And so I take long. Yeah, I'm glad you said now known as because I'm sitting here. I was like NKA. Why? Why would they have to know what they're not known as? I don't understand. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I'm I'm assuming it's now known as. Uh, yeah, who knows? That well, yeah, that, was... that makes significantly more sense than where my brain went. Unless it's like not known as dead name. Well, what the hell, man? Come on now. <laughs> yeah, don't dead name yourself. <laughs> uh, Sean, 
Got got one in the chamber for us? Hmm. I do. Um uh okay. So what is your opinion on what is the question that I had? What is <laughs> What is your opinion on sharks? No. Okay. Um so I have what do you think about dating a 42-year-old when you're 19? When you're 19? When you're 19. Half mm. your age plus 7. So no. If you're looking Well, he's probably, talking about the perspective from a 19-year-old. You are you are no. the 19-year-old. When when I when I was 19, I could not imagine dating anybody over like 25. Mm. Like I I I just I never I never thought to date that much older. I'll be 100% honest. I'm 35, and the idea of dating a 42-year-old still seems weird to me. But that's not because they're... It's just because I keep forgetting that I'm old, too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's well, just... I, I, it's so weird. Yeah, there was... So, this came up because uh, there was, like, a meme that I saw on Facebook that was about Marquez Houston, who was who played Roger on sister sister um and his wife celebrate three years of marriage and 10 years together and he is 40 and she is 22 uh so that's this 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 is also in this is incorrect i will be uh, very clear he did not start uh he did not start dating her when she was 12 but somebody responded and said, if you actually look it up instead of believing everything you read on social media, yes, they have a 19-year age gap, but they didn't start dating until she was 20, until 2018 and married in 2020. And somebody responded to that person that that still made her 17 when they started dating, and he was in his late 30s. Mm-hmm. And the, the original person responded, and I was moved out two full-time jobs on my own place with a roommate by 17 also dated a 42 year old 42 year old when i was 19 they started dating when she was 17 and as soon as she turned 18 they got engaged and then married soon after which most 17 year old females parentheses not all close parentheses are way more mature than most 30 something year old boys not to mention that some of societies or some some of societies around the world you're considered an adult at 12 and no, I'm not saying that grown men should be anywhere near romantic with a child, but she was 17, and that's grown for most people and can make their own choices. You can assume where all of the mistakes were in spelling. Um, if, if, <laughs> if, if you have to go to the courts and get to be legally allowed to own stuff as at eight, at 17 and prove that you're adult enough to live on your own, then you're not, then, then you, you should. You're not you're not adult enough to live on your own, and you're well not that you're not adult enough to live on your own, but you shouldn't be dating somebody 19 years your senior. Like the, that's just the this woman that it was a woman who said that that woman described a terrible life. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She was like, "Well, I well all of these fucked up things happened to me, and at no at, but is like, and that's normal. <laughs> like, no, no, no." no. A very bad normal. things happen to you. A lot of them. I'm very sorry. But I got I did get mad about that because she called them 30-year-old <laughs> boys, and I was like, nah, we need to stop that. 
that's not cool. Yeah. They're men. They're 30 years old. They're not boys. They're men. They should, yeah, they, yeah. they, yeah. if, if society doesn't, doesn't hold them to the standard of men, that's a problem with society. Not. Yeah. If you call them boys, you're essentially giving them the free pass of like, Oh boys. It's like, oh, no, because be you just need yeah. to treat them that they're men and they're fucking shit. Yeah. Do mm, it. No. Yeah. It's I, so I, I cannot. I genuinely, and I'm not, there may be exceptions to this, but I can genuinely not see a world in which a 19 year old and like a 30 year or a 42 year old have the same amount of power in a relationship. No, you know, it like just it's doesn't just, exist. no, the, I, I think I do. I think half your age plus seven is a very good rule, but I would say as a caveat, as like an asterisk, I would say that for the most part, you should be in the same level of life when you start dating so like if you're in college you should probably also start dating someone else in college but if they graduate like you don't need to break up but like when you start dating at least you should be at the same level because like Mm -hmm. otherwise there's there is going to be some weirdness that you have to get over whether intentional or not because Mm -hmm. it's not like everyone is out here trying to groom every high school teenage girl but just by the nature of uh, being that young. And what, well, before I continue that thought, one, the argument that it's like, well, it's legal. She, they're 18. It's like, get fucked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was easily 25 before I was actually a, what I would consider a relatively mature adult. So, mm-hmm. uh, and I know tons of people who still aren't, which is not necessarily a good thing, but I don't know a single 18 year old or high school age or beginning of college age person. And I'll say person because not just women, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, not just women, but men as well that are like ready for that. Unless they've gone through a lot of fucking trauma in their life and have ended up at having to grow up too fast. In which case I would still argue they're not ready for that. And they're currently stuck in, their trauma mm-hmm. that it's like cool i currently still don't know myself well enough to essentially advocate for myself in this kind of relationship dynamic and i'm just in my uh why can't i think of the word coping mechanisms so they haven't really developed themselves yet because they're still stuck in trying to protect themselves whether it's conscious or not mm-hmm. so the whole legal age get fucked don't care um, Sean, your point of like being in the same like ballpark area of life or stage of experiences, that's a much better point. Um, yeah. yeah, but I mean, there is like there is I think there is an age gap where that is almost impossible to bridge where you can't like I yeah because like you said, I I'd see that the the a the the similar parts in life is a little difficult because you could be depending on what you could be going to school for if or maybe you could be going to college for a long time i'm 35 and if i date somebody who's 28 that i know plenty of people who are in their mid to late 20s that are still in school well that's like, i i'm just i just mean like usually if you're 28 and still in school you're 28 kind of like maybe have an apartment and are working yeah. a job also like you're doing like maybe not even i like you've got usually not all the time, but like you've gotten your degree and you're working on like an advanced degree, and that yeah. is also something that you could be doing. Like you're just like that's just a choice you're not making, you know. Like it's open to you, but 
I'm not. I'm also yeah. not going to school. But like, if somebody was going to school and I dated them, I would be okay. But I'm saying like, yeah. I mean like college age. You live with your parents. You have no responsibilities except for college. You shouldn't be dating somebody who like has a job and a house. I don't know. I just think there's no. It would be very difficult to convince me that the person who is in the power position is not taking advantage of the college kid for being naive. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, and like some people will be like, go, go get them tiger. And it's like the close, the closest I can even relate to this is making out with a middle-aged woman when I was 22. But it's like, that was literally it. That was, there was no relationship. There was no anything mm-hmm. beyond that. I was like, well, that was fun. Bye. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. I think, you and, could, I mean, it, yeah, that's, and it's like at at our age now at thirty at the mid at mid thirties, um, how many how many high school sweethearts do you know that are still together? Like kids uh, at the age of sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, they don't know what they want even when they think they do. So this person who was started dating this person nineteen years older than them at seventeen, even three years from now, probably still doesn't know exactly what they want, mm. and. I, like, I might be projecting a little bit, because I know at 20, 21, I didn't know what I want. But, like, I know high school sweethearts that have recently divorced. Because it's like, yeah, this relationship isn't working out. It's not what it, what we wanted. It's not what it was. Like, kind of felt like they got forced into something for the longest time because of their status as they were together. And then they may have had kids earlier than they were expecting got married because of that and all that stuff. Like, they got stuck into a situation that they thought was what they wanted. And it turns out Mm -hmm. it's not. And now, they're happier with their new partners than they were with their previous partners. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, I, I don't, I know, I think, one person, maybe two, from high school are still together. Everyone else has either broke up a long time ago, or like, got a divorce mm-hmm. people who like i'm this is a broad generalization but if you get married at like 21 you're probably getting divorced mm-hmm. you are a baby you are a baby i'm a different person now than when i got married and like that person was like a fully huge different person from the person i was in high school you yeah. know what i mean like you change so much and it's like even in a marriage you just have to hope that the people that you evolve into separately are still compatible the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like you're just you mm-hmm. going up the ladder yeah. and holding hands. Yeah. Like even thinking about that, it's like, I can only think of one couple and it's not people I knew from high school. It's uh, of one of Martha's friends from high school and they've been married. I don't know how long they've been married uh-huh. now, but like their son just is about to graduate high school. Wow. Or something like that. I don't. Maybe maybe I just think that because he's stupid tall. But uh, <laughs> but it, it's it's like they've been doing great and they've moved multiple states multiple times because he's in the military and they're mm. doing genuinely great. Yeah, and sometimes it does work out. Like Sean says, yeah. you continue to grow in a relationship and you grow into separate people that are still compatible. But I when you're especially when you're. 20 and 39 or whatever it is like as you i i don't see them growing into similar compatible people after the next five years i don't mm-hmm. see that being i i also thought it was weird when Billie eilish started dating that dude that she was dating for the longest time 
and he apparently cool. he apparently released a uh, a breakup diss track song about her, which is just even more creepy because she was twelve when he started performing. Yeah, it's gross. He's a gross old man. Yeah. Yuck. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to cast aspersions on anyone's relationships, but like, I don't know. I just think the thing is like the, the the argument that I hate when talking about something like this is when people bring up, well, the age of consent is sixteen. I don't give a shit what the age of consent is because like I've had the, I talked about this on the podcast on this podcast before. Um, I saw a joke where it was like, oh yeah, George Jetson was twenty five when. Uh, when he started dating, or I, I think it was George Jetson was 23, Jane was 17, or Judy was 20, 17 when she had Jane, the daughter, and so they were dating when she was 16, basically. And yes, it's a cartoon, but like, I, I saw this joke and I was like, man, George Jetson a pedo, like, sent it to a group of friends who I thought would find it just kind of funny and and silly of a thing mm-hmm. and the dude was like yo well asian consent is 16 i'm like i don't give a shit dude was 25 when he hooked up with her like that's <laughs> yeah. just gross and creepy like I, I, I don't i'm not making an argument about age of consent here my guy like no there i that sounds like a person you need to stay away from <laughs> yeah i it, do ick and ick and yuck i yeah so i go to uh i'll like, i drop jake off at school and there are, you know, there are like 16 through 18 year olds walking around. And like some of mm-hmm. them are like very adult looking, but they are literal children. They go to school yeah. with my child. You know what I mean? Like, ew, gross. <laughs> like, <laughs> like they, I mean, they're, you know, they're pretty or whatever, but like it, they're children. Like get, yeah. get a fucking grip guys. Like, I don't know. I, I, people who are like really caught up in age of consent, it's like, it's like, you're kind of telling on yourself and, and that's, a little bit. You're definitely telling and on like, yourself. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's yeah. that's honestly, it can, it's yeah. always been that's always been such a weird concept. Like, like the media used to glorify the Olsen twins and Britney Spears and and what like oh I, I this is part of the reason why I stopped paying attention to Preston and Steve because they're kind of gross. Um, they had timer countdown timers for when some teen child star turned eighteen. And it's just like that is gross. Yeah, like I don't glorify that, this. I remember that happening with the Olsen twins, and I didn't really think anything of it because I was young. They're like our age. Yeah. So I was yeah. like, yeah, I will also be eighteen around then. And and then now thinking back, I'm like, oh, it was a bunch of gross like thirty year olds being like, can't wait till these two yeah. twins, gross, yeah. who I've who I've seen as literal babies, <laughs> turn eighteen. Yeah. Ick. Right around that happening, one of uh, one of the teachers at CFS got fired, and they never really said why. But the rumor, the rumor that went around, which was definitely f- feasible, is that he got fired because he got a virus on his uh, school oh, laptop no. because he downloaded Olsen twin porn. Ew. Oh, gross! After they were eight, like within the week of them turning eighteen, so it's probably just. He was kind of like a creepy-ish guy, mm. like very boisterous, but wasn't like was very open. And he's like, "They're hot. Can't wait till they're 18. And it's like, "I'm a seventh grader." Yeah, yeah. and like I, I remember, I remember countdowns like that for so many child stars and 
like Amanda Bynes. Yeah, Amanda yeah. Bynes. Like I remember, even like me and my friends as we were in our late teens, were like, "Oh yeah, well, so such and such actress actor is hot, but they're underage, so two years until we can talk about them." And like, yes, we're eighteen, and that's a gross thing to talk about anyway at all because like, just stop. Mm. But it's what eighteen-year-old kids think about. But at least we we're of mind to be like, we gotta wait until they're old enough, though. Um. But it's just like, when you're 30, 40, and you're idolizing, oh yeah, Billie Eilish just turned 18. No. Just no. Not at all. Yeah. yeah. Gross. Ugh. It's gross. I just don't, I don't, no thank you. No yeah. So, I mean, can that type of relationship work? Maybe. I am also inclined to think that the dynamics there are just going to favor one side extremely heavily. Mm-hmm. But also, like, we're not in that experience, so yeah. if it's yeah. working for them, it's working for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just hope that nothing yeah. untoward or controlling or unhealthy is happening. Exactly. I hope for the yeah. best. Totes. But... Um any other thoughts on that one? No, let's let's uh let's move on. I need yeah. I need a I need an escape. <laughs> wrong wrong podcast. Shit. Oh. <laughs> um so my question is is there a song that you know about? Um and I, I we've definitely talked about like our favorite music. We all listen to very uh a wide range of music. Um and I don't know if we've ever talked about what certain songs mean to us personally, but is there a song that has a deeper meaning, not necessarily specifically to you, but like the point of the song is much deeper or very easily missed by the general public that you know about? I mean, uh, like, and the, no, never mind. I, I was going to say Pumped Up Cakes, where everyone loves it, but it's about school shootings. Yeah, but that one's pretty been that that yeah that one most people know mm-hmm. by this point. Yeah, uh, but not when it first came out. <laughs> no, no one had. Not no one, but um, so my example is uh, the song Scatman, uh, which I guarantee you've heard. Rich, you look yeah, yeah. So that the the singer Scatman himself has uh, a really bad stutter, and the entire point of that song, and if you actually listen to the words oh, wow. that aren't be bop bop bada bop, are about getting over a stutter. Hmm. Mm. And it, it like one of the lines is literally like, "If the scat man can do it, you can too." Mm. And like he's done interviews about it, and he's just like, "Yeah, I mean, like, I had a stutter. I found jazz music, and that's where I felt comfortable. Where I wasn't looked down upon. I wasn't made the weirdo, and was able to find an outlet to get over this stutter." Mm. And I guess we can open it up to other media, not necessarily just songs, but like a story that's like, oh, this is actually an allegory for this that you probably don't know or anything along those lines. Well, I know uh, The Way by Fastball, a wonderful song from the 90s, Mm -hmm. uh, is a song uh, that's about two old people with dementia uh 
getting lost and driving off a cliff and dying. So that's fun. That's a, but it is, is it a, really, it is, it's about a, these two old people who just like one day just left their families and nobody could figure out where they went. And that, that the song is like a, an idealized version where they were just like, let's just go, let's just leave. But the reality is they uh, drove off a cliff and died. So, uh, the the song it's very song, different now. <laughs> the song itself is, I think he wrote it before they had found out what had happened. Like he, it was like this would be nice. It is a very uh, this would be nice song as opposed to a, the reality of the situation, which is kind of a bummer. But like you know, stuff happens. I mean, where were they going without even knowing the way? Mm. Oh, I love that, I love that, that song. Oh, it it's me. a it's a good song. It's just unrealistically catchy. Mm-hmm. It's uh, yeah. Every so often, like every couple of months, I'll just like pop it on and be like, "Yeah, it's just a, it's a nice nostalgia, like easy listening, like a it's like a graham cracker." Oh, I could really go for a graham cracker. Yeah, but only sometimes. I'm not always craving a graham cracker, but when I have, I'm like, "Yeah, man, graham." Crackers. It's just like oh, this, this really it makes me not want to have sex. <laughs> what? This is so good at promoting abstinence. What, graham crackers <laughs> or the song? No, graham crackers. The song the song makes me want to fuck. <laughs> graham crackers actively were created to stop you from doing it. Uh, um, what? Yeah. <laughs> My life is a lie. Yeah. It's so funny. People are so silly. Um, People are very silly. Hmm, other songs. Hmm. I, I mean, the everyone knows this one, but the only thing that's really coming to mind, at least song wise for me, is is uh, American Pie is about the death of of uh, Buddy Holly, Richie Valens, and and the Big Bopper. Hmm. Um, yeah. It's it's the day the music died is when the three of them died in a plane crash. Mm-hmm. Um. I or at least I think everyone knows this one. I learned about this in uh, one of my art appreciation classes in college um that's really the only thing i can think of i'm sure there's like movies Um, or games that i've played recently that had really good storylines and story beats that like i really connected with mm -hmm. that like i dug deeper into what they were trying to tell and say but i've watched so many movies and played so many games over the past year and a half that i just i can't think of anyone any single one off the top of my head at the moment. Mm-hmm. I oh, the, uh, born in the USA by Bruce Springsteen. I don't think I think it's like an anti-Vietnam song and like, but mm-hmm. every like it's at every like CPAC they're like, "Fuck yeah, we are born in the USA." Guys, <laughs> like you, a... have... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are that's uh, so silly. Again, people are so fucking silly. I hate them. <laughs> It's right up there with somebody getting mad about Rage Against the Machine becoming political. Or oh, yeah. Political. It's like, yeah. I used to love your music, but now you're so woke. And it's like, I have bad news. Guess yeah. what the machine is? We <laughs> have always been woke. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of conservatives realizing that they're the machine. Just like, oh, no. That's weird what they wah, were raging wah, wah. against. Like, I think... There was a bunch a of dudes are... with Punisher tattoos being like, we are the forces Pro-cop. that burn crosses. 
Oh, no. A bunch, no. Of, a bunch, of, a bunch <laughs> of dudes who wear Punisher who are law enforcement. Like, wait. You're telling me the Punisher is against law enforcement? I idolized him. No way. Actively hates and mi- k- kills cops without a zero fucks. Yeah. yeah. That's always been my, like, my favorite. Like, anytime I see a cop with anything Punisher related, I'm just like, you don't know, do you? Yeah. They don't care. They're just like, Punisher's badass. I want to be badass. Yeah. But I'm also, shallow. like, the, pun- the Punisher is totally, like, a- he is a bad guy. Like, to idolize oh, yeah. the Punisher as a police officer is... It's a red flag. Not- Huge red flag. Yeah, major red flag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that should be this, like, the psychiatric evaluation. Like, <laughs> how do you feel about the Punisher? No, I want to be just he- like him. Okay. He's here's- my hero. Uh, Fuck off. Here's, yeah, here's three characters. Here's, here's four <laughs> characters. Which ones do you like? Punisher, Joker, Deadpool... Rick Sanchez. <laughs> oh, I love all four of these guys. You, you get out. You're not a cop now. No. <laughs> Deadpool alone. <laughs> Deadpool is the only acceptable answer in all of those. Mm. If you just said Deadpool, but not all the rest of it, like... Who do you like or who do you identify with? Uh, who, if you, who you identify with all four of those, you have a very big that's, problem. Yeah. Who do you identify yeah. with? Oh, I identify with all of them. Like, who they do you say idolize? what they want is... <laughs> who do you idolize? Uh, yeah, that's bad. There was uh, a movie I recently watched. It was called um, Boss Level. It's not anything good. It's uh, it's a time loop movie uh, that's got Frank Frank Grillo in it. Um, and there were some sequences, some some scenes within the movie that like I took more out of, and like started started to get emotional. But the people who also watched it with me were like, "No, nah, that was just a scene where he was hanging out with his son." I'm like. No, this was like him reconnecting with his son and learning about his son. Yes, he had to play the same day every day for five for for three months, but this was him learning about his son's life and realizing what he missed out on from his without missed out on being in his son's life. Like, and this was them connecting, and this was like the sweetest thing ever. And I started to cry, and they're like, "No, it's just it was just him trying to protect his son." I'm like, "No." It showed so much more, guy. So it showed so much more. Maybe, maybe I took more from it. Maybe it's just supposed to be a stupid action flick. But like, it meant a little bit more than what they took from. It. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, it's always interesting when an action film tries to put in a scene like that, and it's like either it fits very well, or it's just like, nah. <laughs> yeah, Seem, seems disingenuous. Seem more, yeah. You don't need to so, try like, to shoehorn in a story. The, Sometimes we just want to see it, like somebody kicking some ass. That's all. I just want to see cars crash into each other and fly mm. off cliffs. Yeah. And someone it's yell like, family at the top the, of the lungs. The way this one did it is like he he had re- like at one point like he got near the end of potentially stopping the loop and he was like he forgot like oh I my son is now going to be attacked by these assassins that are trying to attack me and so his son dies. And then the world ends shortly after, and his time loop restarts. So then he hits a depression for days, like, and just dies straight up for, like, days and days and days at a time. Until he's like, well, let me at least, like, connect with my son every day and die together at least and make sure he's happy and doesn't die until the world ends. And, like, it just, I I think it worked. I think it worked really well, and it wasn't, like, shoehorned in. 
It was mm. it was character development. Yeah. And some people just don't look for that because they are uh, emotionally inept. Yeah. Mm. Uh, they uh, I and I quote, I don't like movies. So one of these people is just like, I hate movies. They sound I, like a gem. They um, they mm. don't like scripted content. Is what it is. And he's find me unscripted. Find me so, legitimately unscripted content that isn't just a bunch of dudes drinking and <laughs> answering fucking questions on a podcast. Everything well, is scripted. It's, it, it's sports. Um, all those, all those scripted wrestling, like scripted. He, yeah, like he, I mean, he wrestling's absolutely scripted. That is hundred yeah, percent fact. But that's that's what they like. They like sports and they like wrestling. Um, when it comes to like us trying to talk about like even even gaming wise, they don't play any story based games. They don't they don't like scripted con- like they'll play Apex. They'll play like co op or competitive games. Play I'm uh, sorry, I'm still hung up on the like they hate they vehemently hate scripted content. But one of their favorite things is wrestling. One of the most notoriously scripted <laughs> thing and charades. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I don't know who that is, but I already don't like them. I know who that is. Sean knows who it is. Yeah. And Tim, you probably know who it is. You probably have met them once or twice. Is it your cousin? No. No. <laughs> no. I do like this person, but that is a, that is an absolutely wild take. Yes. Absolutely bananas. That's fine. I I I probably would like them as a person and just be like we're not going to talk about movies because <laughs> i'm gonna think you're dumb mm. try being on a podcast with them all right uh <laughs> is there any other uh any other topics or anything we do have an emailed question we've been going for about an hour do we want to save that for the next session or do we want to we'll do it save now? it let's we'll save it i think i think we're like under an hour with like pre pre-chat and whatnot I think we're like just under an hour. I'm at an hour and three on my Audacity recording, so yeah, I think we're like around an hour. Yeah. So yeah, we can we can save it, and if we want to, yeah, we'll save it. Any quick takes? Otherwise, Timmy, wrap us up. Sean, any takes? Got anything? Oh, takes. No, nothing that I want to talk about right now. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Well, then, Sean, how about you uh, talk us out? Because I can never remember how to do the outro for this fucking thing. <laughs> okay. Okay. We got this. We're going to work. Let's I do think it. I might need I might need some help. Um, uh, do, we, do we thank the Thank you for listening to the Brose podcast. We'd like to thank. Um, we'd like to thank. Uh, Shannon Vogel. Ms. Vogel. Shannon Vogel. I forgot her first name. I don't know why. Uh, Shannon Vogel, who defi- who designed <laughs> our world famous and recently updated logo, um, uh, I liked it. I liked find, it a lot. Yes, you can find her wares on where's where is she now? She was she's Vogel Vogel Art Shop on Etsy. Vogel Art Shop on Etsy. Uh, I want to thank Tess who edits the show, uh, Mary who compiles listener questions for the show. Um, and I guess Steven Siebert, who wrote When, which is our theme song. Um, now it's time for plugs. And so, plugs, Richie. Plugs. Uh, you can check me out on Twitter, slash X, or whatever you want to call it. Um, which, 
it is unfortunately it is like fully X now. It's not retweets, it's reposts, and I'm so mad about that. So mad about that. Um Check me out at B underscore walnuts on uh, uh, that that app, um, or B underscore walnuts zero zero six on Threads if you want to find my Twitter. That's not Twitter, um, and you can check me out on Twitch.tv slash B underscore walnuts where I'm video game streaming uh, Monday, Tuesday, Thursdays, and Sundays. Uh, I've been playing some uh, co-op game, co uh, asymmetric co-op games with Timmy. I've been playing some uh, Death's Door, Sea of Thieves, just whatever I feel like. Also, bonus or podcast, the weekly nerdy talk show, where me and a friend and someone who doesn't like things talk about different nerdy things. Uh, you can find me uh, at Hey It's B on FKA Twitter. You can find uh, me doing frisbees at OB Disc Golf, but TBH is mostly just me getting in fights with transphobes. And. Um, I think that's it for my plugs. Uh, Matt, I think, should be plugged for moving to a new house. Um, and also, I don't know what else. He's doing so much. Great job. What a busy boy. Uh, at M. T- Kesnell. I forgot about that. At M. Kesnell. Perfect. And uh, Tim, if you'd like to do your plugs. And also... Tell us about uh, our our friends at the Poop City Podcast. You can find me on Twitter because fuck it. Uh, at Tim R. Hansen, probably retwe- retweeting things so I can try and win free technology because I want to update upgrade my computer. Um, and if you've enjoyed our lovely show here and you enjoy our mirthy sense of humor, <laughs> then you're going to love our bros coming in from the West Coast, Stephen and Charles over at Escape from Poop City. Uh, very conversational, much like us, usually going off of some uh, current events stories and news. And when shit gets too heavy and Marjorie Taylor Greene does some real stupid shit, they're going to trigger an escape or a thought experiment. Uh, with a really intriguing question, uh, often food-based, sometimes horror film director-based, almost always funny. So, uh, yeah, catch them on your favorite podcatchers at Escape from Poop City. Nice. I, th- I think that's it. I think that's a wrap. That's it. And that's all. That's S- plus, everybody. Yeah. No Except notes. for Matt. No notes. Disappointed? No No notes. Uh, I even had the bell. I said the premise. I did the thing. You did it. All right. Um, that's it. On, on behalf of Tim Hansen, Sean O'Brien, Matt Kesnow, and myself, just waiting. Um, uh, shit. He says something. And the entire action, action, action moves team. team. And the entire action moves team. Moves. <laughs> uh, don't forget. Be smart about being stupid.